found it. It's the Japan What Podcast, the first podcast in Japan to give up on the old times. It's the before now times, and we're in the post-apocalyptic, psychopathic, biometric identification vaccination system. It's the Japan What Podcast with your host, Matt Bigelow, and with me, as always, whenever we get the chance. It's 120. He's your favorite shade of beige. Sometimes I turn pink in the sun. I, I, I do. No, that's you, Matt. That's you. You turn, you look like a porky pig. How's it going? Good, how's, Matt. Good. How's it going? All right. All right. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been a while, it's huh? It's been a while, and uh, we just got to admit, that actually, the whole world is, is going crazy. Yes. And the entire coronavirus situation in Japan is getting worse, apparently. Right, right. On the political side. Under and on, our noses. On, on, the, on the medical side, like all the... WHO affiliates in the politics they are like, we got to delay the schools from opening, blah, blah, blah. And I work in the news media at a right. daily and I'm kind of right. like, oh, this is crazy. The only place that's normal is where we are right now in Shinjuku San Chome. The bars are open. People are out and it's not right. even crazy. It's Speaking. just like some guy and a girl yeah. having a beer outside. It's just like people sitting outside on the ground just having a beer smoking. And it's not even you know. going crazy. Speaking of like normal, I just it's I the think only... I may have just heard a girl yelp somewhere nearby. So that's there's that. even better. Some yeah, it's great. Yelping. It's back to normal. A few months ago it was kind of a little bit crazy because yeah. people yeah. like be puking in the gutters and stuff oh like that. Oh my god, I saw that guys out there projectile vomiting, you know. Yeah, but the today Exorcism I was like, this shit. feels normal it feels somewhat normal but, but this it's is a this little is the, off it feels the most normal it has felt in a long time i'd say and this is not supposed to be normal right we right. are everybody should be masked up all the every every restaurant should be closed after 8 p.m right, right. like the whole city should be blacked out shut down right now but shinjuku Sanchome is one of the few places you should see uh, freaking um, Tachikawa, man. Tachikawa, you go and there's a bar and it's playing some music and it looks kind of sketchy. And maybe there's a light coming out of the door. You walk in and you, and, you know, a guy comes down and he's like, ah, hi. And you, hey, are, are you guys open? And he's it's like, ah, hi. Be- you know, and he's like, wow, yeah, come by. And like, there's people in there just like open. Everyone's smoking up. <laughs> you guys, it's speakeasy times. Yeah, it's speakeasy time. It's, it's, it's knock insane. on the door twice, scratch it three times, blink right. twice. And Talk to a man in a coat, you know, yeah. give him a 500 yen coin. And but then, other than that, um, as, as far as like um, everything in our faces, right? When we started this, when we started doing this together about almost a year ago now, right. it wasn't like this. No, it, was, it wasn't it was like this. Way chiller. We've, we've seen a really incredible change in like the the like Society, the norm of life of life. The new normal. Building and, and back of knives. for better. That's right. That's right. For um, a better life. You know who I really felt your freedom. Build back better for someone else. I have never heard that song in my life. It's a it's a jingle from the No Agenda podcast. Well, now I feel weird. But anyways, you touched me somewhere. We got to build where back. Where the man better. touched you on the doll. So yeah, I actually, uh, you know, who I feel bad for is the uh, the old men that put the tags on the bikes because they don't have. You who, know, who, what, what what old men? What bikes? What you don't tags? know about this? Like, what do you bike around about? your city? I don't have. I haven't had a bike for years. Okay, okay, that's what that is. Okay, so yeah, if you bike around, like now they have, you know, in most, and I've seen this happen in at three different train stations. This has happened to me. You go up, and there's like an old man in a neon vest. And he's probably wearing cargo pants. Probably smells weird. And he comes up 
Oh, he's like, and he'll put the tag on your back. Yeah, like a small, like graying guy. It's kind of, he's got like a baseball cap. It says like USA or something on it. Sure. And then, you know, and then the guy comes over and he puts the little tag on your bike. And then if your bike is there on the right day, then they tow your bike. So um, this morning I had a showdown with the guy because, you know, due to COVID, not as many people have been moving around and and thus there's not that many bikes in front of the station where I live at. All right. So the guy, I used to live near Kawasaki station and they had a massive bike problem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember that. Yeah. So this morning I saw uh, the guy, you know, he was out there. I hadn't seen this guy. I knew this guy. I've seen his face and he came out you know, from behind a freshness burger and I was just parking my bike and just locking it up and we kind of like made eye contact yeah. and I was like, you know, you motherfucker, like and don't come in. And he's like, I got a like, mission. I gotta, I have to put his a tag on his bike. Like I need to put this paper on his bike. Like I'll show him. And he just like, you know, he had his like strip of like stickers. He had it like out and ready. And I oh. walked away and I kind of like glared at him as I walked past the light. And I'm like, don't you put it on my bike, you motherfucker, you old motherfucker. And then I like, you know, he comes up and like, as I go through the gate, I see him like take off towards my bike. And, and I look down like menacingly from the, from the platform, you know, and I can see him down there, like really making sure he snugly secures the tag on my bike, gets it stuck on both ends. Yeah. So uh, those guys are not finding very good work this, these days. Not well, a lot of bikes out there. the whole thing is based on too much traffic in a in a tight area. Right. And that's, that's what she said. That's gone now. And yeah. This is the that was the before times. Right. 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 And now they're bored. Well, they their whole lives were boring. Let's be honest. Yeah. What does a bicycle manager outside of a train station do with his life? Like they're all about to die. Yeah. Like they're like the this hospice is the workers, last dude. Like they're like gasp. People from hospice. They're bitter. That's it. That's the campaign. It's the last gasp. They're bitter that they're going out with no bang and they want to take us all with them. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? There's this foreigner who's been coming by the station every morning and I really Let's I just don't like him. his cologne. It's too strong for Japan. <laughs> and then Let's he's, get him. <laughs> Let's get him. Tag his bike. Maybe they'll come and pick it up on the one day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, quite a showdown this morning. So we're going to be taking a call later today from Justin Sachs. Sure, more sure. Than music. I saw on uh, your Instagram that you had posted some sort of um, smoky picture, not like cigarette yeah. smoke, but like yeah, yeah. stage machine, you know, mm. like the smoke machine. And yeah. Look yeah. like lights. So there's this dichotomy that we're dealing with right now. We're right. from the media and from our phones. It's always just like, don't do anything. Stay at home. Right. You're going to breathe. You're going to destroy somebody's grandmother and that's right. going to be on you. Right. Now right. we have to vaccinate your children 80 times and give them a QR code passport so they right. can go to the restaurant right. with you so you can get a hamburger. It just makes no sense at all. Right. <laughs> right. It's, 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 it's totally nuts. So the, the rules I'm that out, are coming I'm out be open for like, the woodwork. You say you want a vaccine. That's fine. Right. Uh, but as soon as you connect that to a QR code on your phone through like the medical system, like that's some, that's it's some, like, that's some fuck shit. That's all some, of a sudden you're fully vaccinated. They release a booster shot. Right. Now you're not fully vaccinated. If every time you connect to Wi-Fi, your freaking body yeah. updates. It's, and it's, it's, it's spyware. Essentially. It, it's the Chinese model. I spent a lot of time at SoftBank five yeah. years. Yeah. Have dealing with an AI school and a lot of, the AI innovations coming out of China and um, a lot of the finance and AI is coming out of China as well. And I right. spent years and years looking at it every, and it's tied to their social credit system right. where you cross the street at the wrong time, right. a facial recognition camera takes, will identify you and then take the money. And then the bank somehow will take the money out of your online account. Are you serious? Attached to your wallet what? on your phone in That's real time. Crazy. 
That's what it is. But I did see something like that in the store so, the other day. I touched my credit card to the thing, and now you can just touch it and pay. I know that has existed, China but that's the first time I've used it. has all this power now, right? and they went ahead with it. Right. The rest of the world's lagging behind, right. and you have all these elite bankers and Goldman Sachs. Right. They Plotting that, on what they're going to do. They want that technology because yeah. here's the key point. And right. I didn't know I was going to get into this, but right. here's the key point. By having all of the transactions... Um, tally through people's phones with location data right. and what they're buying, what they're doing with right. facial recognition and all that. Right. The amount of data that they're able to accrue in the financial sense exceeds the previous model of GDP. Right. So if your GDP right. was like five trillion yen or right. five trillion dollars a year, the amount of money that they're able to aggregate through their phones in real time over right. the same year right. is 3x, $15 trillion. That's insane. So the overhead on this, like with something like using our phones to track yeah. that data. And the thing is with the phones, that's the infrastructure. Right. So currently in the past 10, 15, 25 years, we've had to go to stores, convenience stores and swipe cards. Right. Those places need to get the equipment. The equipment needs to be right, maintained. Right, 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 right. But with right, a QR right, right. code system, if you're poor, you just print out a QR code system on your And and uh, you can change a, that information at any time, like sure. what's behind the QR code. Exactly. Too. Right. And right. Uh, then that's that, how I operate. That's how my business card is. We just have a QR, QR code, code. So I can just change the information behind it the, at any time. The, and the, It's, it's amazing know? technology and it right. is next level. It is, it is. Not only does it give the user access to that network, but it prevents the user from actually accessing the network because your right. QR code is the access to that network. Right. And there's the the banking system. Well, your QR and the code telecom is your system, personal network. But the take the, the QR the the telecom system and the banking systems have all of the access right up to your QR code. Right. So on the back end, right, they can trace you all the way up to your phone, but you can't trace them past your phone. Right. And with this new um, vaccine passport attached to your QR code right. on your phone, it's the same thing. Except with finance, they're going to attach it to it's vaccine even basically, status. It, essentially, it's even closer to the real person. Yeah. But it's, even, it's an even thing deeper in level China of China is that of, they don't have any data protection laws. So the idea of encrypting and protecting this technology is really, really tough. Right. They constantly have hundreds of millions of people's data, like about right. where they live and right. whether they're birth ready, it, if they're you women. Know, that's all these data leaks and stuff, right? You hear like a data but leak. But we are from adopting like, that technology with it, with lagging behind China without the privacy security enabled as well. So right. it's a double negative, not right. a positive. Right. Not a so, good thing at any rate. It, it's it's insane, and that's where I see this going. So a lot of people just say, "Well, don't 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 kill my grandmother," right? But I'm kind of going, "Well, you this there's this whole other aspect behind this technology." And in Israel, as we were talking before the show, but one of the highest vaccinated populations on Earth, they had their double shots going right. in. The Delta variant takes off. All of a sudden, now your your QR code passport it's a green pass. It's going to switch to red if right. you don't get that third booster shot. That's sucky, dude. So they could literally like vaccinated. stop you from coming into the country because you don't have like the most updated. They stop their own people from traveling within the country. That's wild. Because you can put to these um, stickers that have Wi-Fi connectivity on right. the walls. Right. And right. they can attach to your phone. And once you get out of a certain distance... That's going to uh, send a, a code up through the network that will alert the police or whatever kind of COVID right. monitoring system they have right. in place that, uh, you know, identification citizen 542X52 is now beyond the one kilometer range from the Dude, sticker that, that sounds that like, uh, you, ever heard of, you ever heard of psychopaths? 
so psychopaths, right? It's an it's an anime. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. You know how and and they and they read your what what was it like your your coefficient number and it was basically how how volatile you were potentially. So say like this person may not have committed a crime, but the next person that bumps into this guy and he's gonna like rip this guy's skull sure. apart. So free crime. Yeah, like the potential crime criminals. So that was the thing, and they had this gun. They would point at you, and basically, if your crime coefficient was 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 higher than the threshold, then it would it would it would kill you. But if it was a little high, it would stun you. And if it was normal, then it would it wouldn't do anything to you. But with this system, it doesn't kill you. All it does is just lets all your friends know that you're a dirty motherfucker and if they come around you that they will get minus twenty five points on their on their on their green pass. Ego death. Um ego <laughs> death. So the whole lead up to this Yeah, it was the picture. What, 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 what the the was that's what's going on inside of the research fields, inside mm. of the screens coming at us from the screens. Right. But then I'm on a screen and I see you in a situation that's off screen, captured right. onto a screen. Right. Look like you're having like a, a, a fine time out having a, having a live <laughs> show. So is this going on in the underworld? There is, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on in the underground world. And, and, and one big part of it is that art is moving right now, right? So one way that a lot of people are, you know, one thing that people are turning to now is art. Um, I actually covered, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but I covered the very first uh, NFT live uh, exhibition and auction in uh, Japan. And um, and it yeah, was just, I've, I've met some people at work as well who were into this. Dude, they were selling these things for like forty grand. You know, they were selling yeah. like little moving pictures. You know, and I, I myself also make NFTs. Tokens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I have some NFTs. If you guys look up the Tora Tora NFT collection on YouTube, not YouTube, Check it out. but on um, um, OpenSea, it's up there. Uh, that's the Tora Tora collection. T O R A. Um, and yeah, there's a there's a whole network of people who have money from the internet. And, and they're trying to spend it right now. And what a lot of artists are doing is they're throwing these events that allow their art to be seen or they're taking part in these events where there's not a lot of people, but it's it's connecting to the right portion of the underworld that is paying money for these kinds of things. So the thing I went to, actually, there couldn't have By been more than... By underworld, do you mean like human trafficking? Could be. Could, no, <laughs> no, there's just an underground Some Tokyo. You know, have like got to go. <laughs> you, you, you probably never heard about these people that I did this thing with before, mm. but they've been operating. I've I've known this guy for the guy that was in charge of the event. I've known him for five six years. He's been doing an event, you know, every month or so, and and they've just kind of consolidated it, so to speak. So now events, what an event, a cool event in Tokyo looks like. It there's no longer like the age of the big club events. Is is no longer a thing, and even if it is big, it's because it's like a speakeasy, right? So it's in. So the thing you saw was actually, you know, what it was? It was in like an art bar, like cafe. Uh, The reason why I kind of figured that it was not at a huge club Mm. was because there was no pictures of the audience. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't. But there there was there was people, but but there was there wasn't more than like a. Like twenty, twenty five. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. And and most of them are like artists. Uh, uh, you know, there's people who want to buy art. I used to do that a you know? lot, man. Just yeah, it's go that kind of it's that artsy community. You know? Everyone has their own thing. Yeah, you bring a few people. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You can spread the love a lot easier. Yeah, and it's, I went there. I actually, man, I, I, so I actually was going to talk about this on the show later, but this is a great segue. So at that thing, I did that show, and then there was a guy there who said, "Hey, I'm going to this comedy show later in uh, in in Rapongi, which was also 
in a tiny speakeasy esque Japanese room. comedy or gaijin comedy? It was gaijin comedy, but there was a Japanese comedian who does gaijin comedy, and that was very funny. Something about his dick being like a katana and a very quick kill. Oh, and yeah, it was really funny. Was dude. he wearing a suit? He was not wearing a suit. He was just wearing like a like some like some cargo pants and a button. All right, sure. It's like a Uniqlo. I don't want to out. I know a pretty uh, funny. He Japanese. looked like an engineer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he looked like an engineer. And um, this place, you know, there couldn't have been more than like, again, like fifteen people in there. And um, you know, there was like sofas and and recliners and shit. You know, and it, and it was very. Uh, I think the underground music scene and the art scene is going to keep going. So at yeah, at I that, my so point too. is at that, I met a guy who said, "Hey, I heard you shoot videos. Can you shoot me a video? Like right now, we got this cool car and we want to shoot some, but we don't have a videographer. So can you shoot it?" And I walked home with like five hundred dollars in my pocket, man. Still caught last train. So, so yes. So do you need to have five hundred people going to a show that's orchestrated by a management company where you don't get paid that much money, but you get the so-called exposure, or is it better just to like chill out with high rollers and select scenes and 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 make some decent? To me, change? I think the second way is better because when those high rollers ask for a favor, you know, I'll give you an example. Um, one of those people that I hang out with um, is is someone who is uh, uh, an, well, he's like a hedge fund manager. Sure. You know, like tall white guy, like used to work on Wall Street, you know, this kind of guy. Right. And, um, you know, he was telling me about how he's struggling. He lives in the middle of Rapongi in like a freaking, you know, super high floor on this like, really those, nice those tower. But he's telling me about how struggling. he's struggling, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. Because he's and, looking um, at the like the the the, the mother fricker with with yeah. three boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's who, like, who, oh man, I only got to go to with the client B, C, and D, not A, four, and year. F. You know, yeah, like that kind of guy, right? And he asked me to do a favor. He said, "Hey, this company is doing a project, and we're looking for like a guy that knows his camera stuff. You know, could you like possibly pop by? You know." And I thought it was the kind of thing like when my rapper friends asked me to do that because that usually leads to like a you know a job that's nice, but. This led to a job with like one of the top, I don't want to be too specific, so I'll say one of the top 10 clothing designers in the world. We got to be, this podcast is a speakeasy now too, by the way. That's why I'm talking like this. Yeah. It is. And so, yeah, that that's the kind of job I got from this friend. And so now every time that company calls me, it's like, wham, $2,000, like for some super simple, like just to stand around and hold a clipboard and like push a button every now and then. So I mean, I think this is going to be where, for those of you who are artists out there who are listening, that's where you're going to find your work at. You're going to have all to be real brands, careful. brands, they're going to be front-facing right. on Facebook or on, on Twitter and being like, we need to stick this together. We yeah. can do this. Dude, they're struggling. That's the truth. <clears throat> but after 2 a.m. when they're like, when there's 20 people around, they're kind of looking around. Dude, going, they're calling guys with tattoos on their neck. They're like, yeah. hey, like we need you to like arrange transport for this or something, you know? Cause as soon as you get two people out from like a central core these days, right. it's nuts. Right. Um, I walk past people who, mm. who like, it's like an empty road. I'm on one side. I wear a mask in a busy area, not a mask in a non busy area. Right. They're on the opposite side of the street. I'm kind of like that. Yeah. They will took, take, um, they will, they will start like putting like stuff all over their face as they walk past, even though they're like, three or four meters away i i don't understand that and 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 may i say that i'm a person who i go to the extent of like i hold my (laughs) breath when i walk past people yeah sure i I keep my but i don't think it's necessary to like put on like a freaking i used to drink outside a lot i don't you know when you're 
Oh, dude, did you see the uh, the press conference, the Taliban <coughs> thing? The Taliban. Hold on, we we can't go to the Afghanistan yet. Okay, well we're okay. I knew you were gonna go there. I knew you were gonna because go there. I wanted to ask you about that. Yes, because yes, I of saw your the, yeah um, background. Yeah, in the military. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's as talk about that. So, just to summarize, before moving on, hmm. there is a lot of action going on in the underground. It's not in the mainstream, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be in the mainstream. When no, I was playing not. music, because I haven't been, I've been doing like a lot of solo recording recently, but right. when I was active in the cafes and clubs and stuff like that, right. we could do all we could online and trying to get followers and messages and stuff like that and right. likes. But we found going into like the smaller cafes and passing the hat around, yeah. you could make a few hundred bucks that Dude, way. that still works. That's how I'm making money now in the live scene. Like literally we're passing, we're, I really loved your show, bro. <coughs> well, if you did, buy my shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, if you if you if you give something up and it's good and people think it's awesome and you pass a hat around, they're yeah. gonna give you something. I'm really hat. intense about it. I look, look them in the eyes, like breathe really heavy. Well, if you really liked my show, then <laughs> we're selling these handmade bags of merchandise. My wife worked seven hours sweating in the kitchen while she cooked for our children. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not like the end all and be all, but as far as like paths for income streams, yeah. it's a lot it's a, a viable path of income. It's a human to human. I do I walked home with well. like Fucking like a hundred bucks, dude. Like just like passing out stickers, man. Like yeah, you could definitely for those of you who are like freelancing and and, and doing things on your own, it's definitely a viable source of income. So get out there and talk to people. So, wait, are you gonna play a song? Weird corner. I have to say this this Afghanistan stuff is a weird corner. To tie it into Japan, um, Japan works with the United States, but not in a combat form. Right. I'm Canadian. Canada, Canadians were serving in Afghanistan, um, protecting the poppy fields, I'm sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you're an American, and you served in Japan, yeah. among other places. Yeah. Um, but, of course, Japan did stuff like refueling operations, right. logistics, right. and stuff like that. And just being here is part of the reason why there is a base in Japan, because you were in a very pivotal spot in 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 the east where we can easily get to the middle east but also we could easily get to america not easily but we're we're in a very yeah. good you know midpoint so uh, there's two ways you can say you know i never supported the war in afghanistan yeah, i thought seriously, it was stupid dude. me too um, from day 1 me too um getting out is good now of course, when American presidents wage war, the American media complex tends to support it. Right. When American presidents don't wage war, American media complexes tend to attack it. Right. So considering the fact that <laughs> Joe Biden is way worse than Donald Trump, yeah. I like yeah. 5 million percent, <laughs> way worse. And the media is now kind of attacking them. Um. I, to me, it's it's it signals kind of like a failure, and it's it could. I'm looking at. We were talking about the before times. We're in a new era, right? Right. I'm kind of looking a lot at like Canada, Australia, America is like teetering on potentially failed states, despite their we're, economies. We're like, you know what we are right now. There's a game that I play, <coughs> um, and, and and this will make sense in a second. You ever heard of Clash of Clans? 
Yes. So That's I play Clash of Korean kids. Right, right. I play Clash of Can of Clans. I've been playing for years. Sorry about this. And Everybody when when it comes to uh, when it comes to so you can attack different bases on there. You build your base and you can attack people's bases. And so usually when I, t- I attack a base, I will never attack a base that looks unified. If that makes sense, like this base has its shit together, and if I attack this base, I will be torn apart. America's like right now, like one of those bases that I would attack. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, this base? Oh, like three of their fucking cannons are down, dude. Also, you have no healers. Okay, yeah, let's attack this guy. And you usually win. That's what America and, and, and this, like our whole like coalition right now is looking like. And I think we're really uh, complacent in, in a sense. And I think like now is, I think, I think one of the best things that could have happened is that America could have pulled, you know, was to pull the troops out of Afghanistan. We have way too much crap going on in our own country in order for, for us to be over somewhere else playing Captain Savaho. Do you think and, that uh, Captain Savaho, do you think that the actual withdrawal from a military perspective is a shit show? Absolutely. I think it's totally a shit show because now we're going to have a bunch of service members with not a whole lot to do. Um, and so in garrison like that, then it, Comes what about down to leaving like, a well, whole bunch how of is people the behind? Make money now, and that as well, leaving a bunch of people behind. There's this is going to be a a PR nightmare for the military. Um, I think it really, really must suck to be in the military right now. Um, and I think that you have to America wear high heels out of, and get yeah. forced inoculations. Yeah, 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 and be bent over in Hollywood in front of the stars. It. I think right now, the the uh, America is falling out of romance with the military. That's what I think is, is, is happening. That's what I predict may happen because um, I am actually married to a feminist and she also does not support the military. And I support the soldiers. I support the soldiers, right? I support the soldiers. I but think as most to the military's motive, pretty, pretty I don't know cool what people. that is right now, yeah. you know? Like, what's the military going to do now? That's an interesting One question. idea is that. They're purposefully um, demoralizing the entire thing so that they can introduce robots. But that's already been being worked on in the military. Yeah, and but this is like there's like it robot out. shit like been fielded now. Hey guys, don't come here. You're gonna have to wear high heels and take this shot. We're just gonna send our drones over there. And I know a guy who pilots drones. Used to pilot drones for the United States Air Force. And that guy. That's going to be interesting because he said it was like playing a video game, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't really feel like real people. Do you, All right. So I'm not the whole idea behind this recent hullabaloo in uh, Afghanistan is. Do you think that it signals towards Americans, America's allies, that America is not a responsible ally? Like after seeing just like the the Taliban destroy America. Right, literally. That's what happened. Literally. Now we're Japan relies on American military, naval, whatever support. Okay, yeah. Um a whole bunch of places around the world have American bases inside of them. Right. And the kind of the idea was maybe we can count on Americans to come and help us out if we ever need some ass kicking. I I but think this whole thing I'm wondering if a whole bunch of people around the world are now going, especially with Joe Biden, right. 78. Right. He's right. not taking questions. Right. Right. <clears throat> Dude, I think this this 
Joe Biden is unfortunately more of a figurehead in my opinion now. And because and 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 you know his advanced age and everything. So there's all that to consider plus the fact that we're going to have a military with not a whole lot to do. So I think that yeah, maybe that might be the idea about America and its military. Um but right now, I think we're at a turning point, right? Like, America could fuck things up really, really badly right now. Or they could say, oh, shit, we fucked up. We've been fucking up for the past however many years. And for America to kind of start to think about things differently. I didn't realize how much other countries disliked America, having, especially having been in the military. I didn't realize how much other countries disliked us until I actually went to those other countries. <laughs> You know, until I actually sat down with African guys and hung out with them or sat down with Filipino people and hung out with them or sat down with Thai people and had dinner and heard what they really think about America. I've been in Korea and I've seen what they really think about Japan on the trains advertised in the station. So it scares me to think of how complacent we are now, but it also makes me hopeful that like maybe this is like the punch in the nuts America needs. Like, hey, get your shit together, America. Uh, Maybe. Maybe. I uh, recently recorded an interview with my son. Did you know? And I think that he does. So this is kind of the the uh, this this could be my son, mm-hmm. or it could be me interviewing Joe Biden. Right. Hey, buddy, what's up? How's it going? Huh? What you got? Uh-huh. <laughs> How do you feel about the economy? Oh no. What about short term outlooks on Bitcoin? What about going what do I think about GameStonk? GameStonk, what do you think of it? Do you think Elon Musk should stop tweeting about cryptocurrencies? Yeah. So was that my son or was it Joe Biden? I don't know. You know what's so funny about this is that this is like his responses are actually far closer to accurate than a lot. <laughs> like his literally like his response, just like, what do you think about Elon Musk? He's just like, oh, that's making me cry, man. Like, I can't tell you in human words right now. But, yo, stop asking me that. You know, like, wow. Wow. Great interview, man. Thanks. I've, I've heard him. I've heard his piece on, on the show before. I recorded uh, that a month ago. Yeah, yeah. Just to, to destroy the walls that we built up about that being Joe Biden. It really wasn't. Um, I thought it was I thought it was Joe Biden at, He's at a first. different person now. That yeah. person is gone. Yeah, yeah. The guy I know today is a different person. So I played that interview. I'm like, I don't know that person anymore. That Who is that gone. guy? I don't know. He's gone. What was he thinking? Yeah, he was pretty on the spot, though. Could have been our economist. He could have been the official. All right, I'm gonna have to do this like Japan. on the mic, what? like loudly, because so it's extremely hot. We're in the middle of like we're in the middle of freaking swash season. It I'm, I'm swamp okay. ass. So I'm just gonna take my shirt off. So for all you guys here at home, know that Matt Bigelow are out here. No shirts. We're in the middle of freaking uh, in Sancho May in Shinjuku, and we are in the shit. And this is the Japan What Podcast with Matt Bigelow and 120. I'm joining him in solidarity 
with my with my shirt. On. You guys can't see it at home, but Matt Bigelow's nipples are quite tiny. They're pink with a shade of red on the undersides. He's got a lot of chest hair going on, and he's sucking it in for you guys at home. Yes, I am. Yes, I, he uh, is. He's since, not sucking it in at all. Since putting on, uh, I put on some weight after getting injured. I had this. Yeah. Night, uh, this, oh wow, that's fucking gnarly, dude. Uh, this glass bottle. Wow. Blew I up. wish you guys could see. You look like he got attacked. Like it looks like a failed attempt by like a a ninja to cut your. Hand off, dude. yeah. Uh, sure, you can travel down the wrong path. My hand is uh, so the past month it's just yeah. been like recuperating at home. And can't, did you just like deflect the shuriken <laughs> yeah. with like that? You like, should see the other ninja, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say, you <laughs> should see the other guy, man. Um, but the this is the thing it's just you're recuperating. I can't do push ups, can't right. do pull ups, can't do anything. But man, those beers taste good. Yeah, right, right. Man, those beers taste you're exercising, good. you're using your, your hand to lift the beer to your mouth right there. There it is. You heard it first. Um, all right. We got a couple of minutes left. Why don't, while we're waiting. I got uh, my camera tip. It's a short one. Let's do it. Let's do it. What's a good man? Hey, what's going on? It's your boy 120, and here's my camera tip of the week. One of the most valuable things you can invest in is space. Might sound obvious, but I didn't do it and I regret it. It's future-proofing. Memory cards. That means big-ass two-terabyte hard drives. SSD is faster. HDD sucks. And this has been 120's Camera Tip of the Week. Buy some memory cards, motherfucker. <laughs> The 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 price of those things are incredibly cheap, and if you don't have a giant stack around yeah. you at any time, I only have one with me today. I'm kind of going against that advice, but I made sure that <clears throat> it's a 32 gig, and there was like two yeah. gigs yeah. taken up. Oh, dude, for you guys doing video, you <laughs> 32 gig, dude. A 32 gig to me right now is like a freaking tissue mat. Like a 32 gig to me is like one square of toilet paper. You know where like it has like the serrated edges. With the little perforations in the middle, it's one square of toilet paper, torn in half, like the double ply. It's torn. It's one ply. Like that's what a 32, 32 gigabyte memory card is to me right now. It's because like clients come to you with things, and 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 they say we want this, and they keep adding and adding and adding, and they don't understand the demands of being a videographer or being a photographer. But you fully feel the weight of that, and you cannot possibly be professional and explain to your client. Hey, asshole, I'm not a fucking storage device. I don't have unlimited storage. So buying a lot of storage will save you the stress of worrying about where you're going to keep your files. And it's actually future proofing because you are, are preparing yourself for the time when you're taking raw photos for every shot and 4K footage for every video. So definitely invest in uh, space, guys. If you're on the fence about it, but you have the money to buy it. And you're thinking, oh, well, my anniversary's next month, but oh, but if I buy this hard drive, then I can't get my wife that dinner that she wanted. Get the hard drive, dude. You'll be able to get her a fucking diamond next year. That's been 120's camera tip of the week, and I'm black. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to our call. Let's get them ready. Uh, we're going to come up with Justin Sachs. Justin Sachs is... Is that sex or sax? S-A-C-H-S. I don't believe you. What's a good man? Hello, Justin Sachs, the, the, the main guy behind More Than Music joins us now. 
I was preparing an intro, but Justin, thank you for joining the show. Hey, yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on. I was preparing an intro, but then I realized in a, one of our DMs that you said that you just did a recent relaunch. So I'm going to let you go to go ahead and do that. Okay. Well, everybody, nice to meet you. And uh, thanks for having me on again. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Uh, my name is... Yeah, right. So my name is Justin Sachs, and I lead the project More Than Music. Uh, we have recently had a lot of fun getting kicked out of the country and back in. But uh, we focus on music events and a little bit more. But uh, we... We're obviously off during Corona for a while, but we relaunched events. Uh, March 25th was actually our first date. And since then, we have done weekly events in the music scene around Tokyo. If I were to give more details than the fact that we do shows, like I'm really focused on a community around the music scene. Like we work with a lot of artists and uh, behind the scenes, we're trying to build a pipeline for them. Like we've had artists on a radio program are doing interviews almost weekly since january this year and uh, we've had a radio special in england and we have a few labels that have partnered up with us to take bands over and we're just waiting the flights to normalize and then uh through everything we do with the shows in tokyo we have a membership system where people who like what we do and they want to come out regularly like you pay on a monthly basis but then most of the shows are either free or significant discounts. And that uh, pretty much sums up what we do. Awesome. So what, why did you get kicked out of the country? Was it drugs? Well, uh, it was just a small thing. No, no, no drugs. So not it was, drugs. Uh, that, that's right. Michael 120 on the line errors. with us. Sorry, sorry, uh, Justin. Yeah, but anyways. So... It was probably drugs. <laughs> what, what was it? I heard that in the background. <laughs> no, if it was drugs, I don't think they'd let me uh, back in the country. I um, When I switched over to running a company, it was fine. Like uh, I created a company in Japan in 2016. But one year I switched to taking salary from the company. But I'm also the owner, so it's as a Sacho. And I was still on my old visa as a humanities visa. So... Uh, because of that, uh, there was an error and I had to leave the country and refile and then everything was okay and I came back in. Uh, so it's just like a paperwork thing more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a big deal, but uh, it was excited to leave at like high point of Corona. That was October last year that I I left for about two months. This is crazy. So you've been doing um, shows, you say weekly, amid the coronavirus um what kind of do you have to do any kind of mitigation or what are what are some of the parameters that you guys undertake so that you can um do these shows and have not everybody freak out all the time yeah well we kind of follow the rules that the government set aside and asked us to follow so we operate like a sellout shows at 50% capacity for every venue that we do. So that way it never gets too crowded. And then, um, and that was actually pretty important. We sold out our first four shows coming back. So we were really nervous when we started because we actually planned on coming back in January, 
And then because of the rising numbers, pushed it back to essentially April. So that was nice to see that people did want to come out and do things. And then besides limited capacity, like every, we kind of require a mask to come in and everyone, you know, does the alcohol spray on their hands and gets a temperature check at the door. And like all the venues have the right to turn people away if they look sick. I think those are our mitigating factors to try to keep it as safe as possible when we're doing this. Interesting. Um, so are you still trying to do um, featured acts? A lot of, I noticed that Robert Tyra Wilson and uh, Shami Senists still featured a lot on the more than music shows. And I try to share those when I can. Um, what, what's, what are the kind of uh, pursuits that you're doing with the types of thematic events that are going on with more than music at the time? So like half of what we want to do is really building a pipeline on the back end. So we want to work with certain artists fairly regularly. So I think the best way to think about what we're doing is actually as a platform. And when we have artists that are both high quality and serious about what they do, like I think our target is artists who, if they could, would like to go professional. Uh, we'd like to work with them regularly and host more or less like host their shows and then pretty much help them. Like we pretty much set up the shows, like booking the venues, finding bands that fit their style and booking them around each other. And then uh, we have a designer on our team now and we have a photographer. So we try to keep it to like a high quality. So there's a design for every show and uh, we have photos and we're starting to do video clips and, uh, I started to do IGTV interviews and we're eventually wanting to, after a bit of testing, like bring that into like interviewing the artists. And then um, for the people that come out to what we do, like we'd like to have our regular faces along with always introducing new artists. And our, our ratio, our goal is kind of have to like 50-50, like 50% of the artist slots are for people that work well with us and 50% are for new artists that we'd like to give a chance and see how they do and see how it is to work with them and how people like them. So a lot of and our... Then, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry about that. Sorry, I apologize for the interruption, but I wanted to ask... Thank you, thank you. A lot of our listeners at home are artists. Uh, a lot of our listeners are creatives, and so and, and a lot of them are in Tokyo. So if, a, if, if an artist wants to, to connect with you guys, right... How does that conversation start? Yeah. Do you reach out to the artist or does the artist have to reach out to you? Uh, it's both ways. Like in the beginning, I was going to a lot of live shows and I would talk to artists that I really enjoyed. Uh, since then, we actually have like a three person team who's kind of like acts as a judge. So it's not just up to me anymore. Not like a judge judge, like we're judging you, but more like our goal is to be the place where if you want to go see quality live music, that's where you go more than music and uh we're kind of open genre so when we build shows around someone like josiah holly it's more rhythm and blues or funk and around robert it's more like moderns modern indies or modern folk and then uh someone like Dembski is more electro and lo-fi stuff so we have the genres open so we have multiple people kind of listening in to make sure it's like a good band that we'd really like to book and then uh, from there, like we reach out to them. I try to meet everyone. Uh, doing weekly events, it's a little bit hard, but I try to meet everyone personally before booking, or at least if we book them, like before we actually do an event to really talk about what we do. 
But um, more and more, we get emails through the website or to us personally or through one of our staff members. Like they introduce us to people as well. So we're open. Like, honestly, if anyone sends music our way, we'll take a listen to it. And then uh, we're also always looking for music on our end to see what's out there in Tokyo. And where can our listeners at home find you on social media? So we use morethanmusic.jp on Facebook and Instagram. It's morethanmusic.jp on Twitter, which we recently started using. And then uh, our website is www.morethanmusicjapan.com. And if you click on contact, there's a way to send emails through there that way. And uh, yeah, send us an email that way and we'll always have a chat or take a look. So um, we're, we've been talking about the, before the call, Justin, we were kind of talking about how there doesn't seem to be a return to normal times anytime soon. Um, sometimes it seems to be opening up and then it closes down. It, it, it's kind of really hard to navigate these waters. Do you have any like, um, like, are, are you trying to look at how to look at how, how you can go down these various ways that might be coming up or are you just taking one way? So you're right. It has been an incredibly ridiculous two years. Like our, our general feeling is two years of our life is a really big ask to stay indoors. Like this is what we do. So we continue doing what we do, uh, focusing on live music and live performances is quite hard. So we do it as safe as possible. But um, like our, our thought is just keep it small, keep it comfortable and um, work with who's willing to work with us. But in what's coming up, like, you know, we've had to adjust by delaying. Like one of the ways to bring in a lot of music is actually we're working with a few labels in England now who will help set up shows for Japanese bands that want to go abroad. And uh, we have some connections in Malaysia and Australia. And then in reverse, we want to start setting up shows for artists abroad in Japan. So like, obviously that's been on hold and we just avoid confirming any dates with anybody because until you know that we can actually do the shows, like I think the, even if you have a vaccine, like you still have to quarantine. So having someone fly over is not, not a possibility. We were also talking earlier that even if you have a vaccine with some of these potential booster shots, it might make somebody who was fully vaccinated last week, unvaccinated the next week. Mm, mm, mm. Really? Yeah. That's happened in Israel. They're upping the requirements so you can't even travel amongst, you know, you travel around the country without having the third level of vaccination. Yeah. Wow. That is... So quick question... Something I didn't hear yet. Quick quick question for you. To you, right? You know, just as a a person, right? Not, not, you know, not in regards to your company or, or to any... Or your business, whatever you're doing. As a person, when you go to a show, what's a good show to you like what are what are the boxes that have to be checked for you for you to go to a show and say like wow i would pay money for this because very rarely do i see that wholeheartedly in tokyo i definitely support things because they're my friends or because you know it's people i care about but very rarely do i go to a show and i say wow i want to pay money to come here and see this that is a great question and 
I believe there's, let me give it a thought for a second. There's at least three elements. The first is the music, like, and not just a good bands. I think this is where a lot of people make a mistake. Like there's a good band, so you want to listen, but they don't really pay attention to who they're playing with. So you show up and you like 30 minutes, but then the other two bands you're not really into. So I think as an artist, like when you think of a show and what you're doing, like make sure you're playing with people that jive with you. Like it shouldn't be too similar because it's going to be, it gets boring. Like even if you like all three bands, if they sound the same, like it's three, four hours of that. It's kind of monotonous. Like I've been pumping my arms for like two hours, man, you know? Right. So I feel like a way to pick it up and pull it down and change it. But also staying within that like comfortability where they're connected, like mm, you know, mm, putting J-pop mm. next to heavy metal, right? Next to someone doing Inca, that's it been might a, be too that's extreme. been a kind of a uh, bane changes. of the underground music scene in Tokyo for decades, right. actually. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So and, after that, so like good bands start to finish with, uh, you know, different music that coincides and matches itself. I'd say the venue itself is important like they all have their own atmospheres and depending on what you like there could be many different places but i'm i'm looking for a good sound and to me that means i can enjoy the show without having to put in earbuds like maybe that's me as an organizer no 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 dude that's like for me right like if i do a show somewhere i want to make sure the place is set up to do live shows and it's not just like a cool building with like some regular ass turntables you know yeah, you like know, I, uh, I want effects. I want lighting. I want smoke. I want some stuff. Yeah, uh, we just did a show at Half Moon Hall, and we have another one on September 11th there again. This is a nice little special spot that I'm starting to really like. Like it's actually uh, the basement of some rich guy that made a concert hall. Dude, I and love it's that. Like three floors down, I love and it's that. you know it's like a two floor cement curved wall that you could project on and. They have a nice space, and this is like one of those things. They have the sound yeah, equipment, but yeah. you have to run it yourself. So you need right, a sound right. engineer, or right, right, right. Your team right, has to right. be able to handle it. So but they it's have really it, nice. but they, it. You need the personnel for it. That's the that's the hard part, right? To mobilize everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And what's number three? And so the third is the people. Like um, something that I know. Like I honestly booked. I, I used to do a lot of food events, and I made my first show without ever going to a live house so i really didn't know what the hell was going on right but uh through there i got into it and i started going to a lot of shows and there's a lot of shows that are going on that i don't think everyone's hearts into it and like there's some people show up or you're there with a lot of the other bands and then there's other days where there's a crowd and you feel that energy right you know like they're there and everyone's passionate about it and I think it starts with the artists and the organizers, like really caring about the event they're putting on. But when the people show up and they're really connecting with each other, like that's actually where I want to focus on the community. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. what drew me into music is I just felt like as a foreigner walking around town, like I'd go into some of these places and be the only one there, but it's really open, really accepting. They're very curious about me. And vice versa, and like I made a lot of good friends that way. Yeah, and yeah, just this yeah. 
open-heartedness with a lot of the live scene when you're at the right shows. The vibes are the most something important. That really drew me into it. Yeah, yeah. No, I've and been that's to... usually, yeah. Tell me about it. Like, what kind of shows? Did oh you no, go no. To I was gonna really say like? I found um the, the I've been to maybe three different shows out here that three different you know there's the people that do the groups you know this party group does that and this party group does that there's only been maybe two or three party groups or this event goes on consistently people that i have i've actually gone to their event and i've said wow this was this is i want to come back here and um those events were you know events where they had they had live music they had like really interesting things going on you know they had food they had good vibes they had a photo booth going on you could take pictures of the night you know there would be a video that would like come out you know a few days after the event so you can look back on that memory and I I always thought that was really cool I always met really cool people like-minded creators and I just think that that's you know your third thing that you mentioned is 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 probably it definitely for the creators out there too this is is something that's really good advice for you guys if you're trying to get serious being a musician is the vibes are so important if the music is great and you have good music start to finish but the guy next to you keeps farting you're not going to enjoy the performance man <laughs> so the vibes are so important yeah. dude I agree with you 100% yeah and it's it's an interesting to think about because like you know, I know some artists when they get into the promotion it's like anybody and everybody like how many people can you bring out and it's great to have a crowd in general but um, like I've been to shows this, this might be just uh, more of the Japanese girls in the pop scene but there was an event I went to and the organizer was all about it's girls only, but oh man, some of the artists were quite good, but the vibe was so uncomfortable for me. Right, like, there were a lot of creepers there. Yeah, and yeah. like I couldn't, I couldn't stay even though I enjoyed some of the music. Ah, uh, yeah, that's so like that's it's, when it really hits. Like, yeah, that's on money. You can't focus on money. You have to focus on the customer first, and you have to focus on doing a good job at it. You know, I think if you think about. I want to do a good job first and foremost, then everything else will follow. In my opinion. Yeah. Justin, there's a, you got to like, um, is there a party going on? What are you doing? Yes. Yes. So I actually thought this call was going to happen earlier in the day. uh, I blanked out. I have a newborn uh, son and he had a 39 degree temperature. (laughs) That's my reality. All's better, man. Uh, I have a feeling a newborn baby changes everything. Yeah, oh, big time. Believe me. You made a human, dude? But I had just had two days off, and believe me, every second was spent not on myself. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, Justin, one more time. Thank you for coming on the show again. It was kind of haphazard this time. I get it. But where can people find you, and what's the next show that's coming up? Um, so the next show that's coming up is this Saturday, uh, September, not September, August 28th. And we're doing that at Hare Mame, uh, Mame Romantic, in Daikanyama. It's like one minute from the station. It's a nice place. They still do analog sound. It sounds really great. I was just there two weeks ago. I loved it. Loved it. And then, um, it's actually our showcase event. Uh, it's really important to me. We have, uh, I don't know, like 10, 15 people in like media labels and event organizers coming out to check out the bands we work with. And we put a lot of effort in getting them out. Um, like Time Out Tokyo featured it and so did Metropolis. 
So that's the big one. And then I can start to take a breath of fresh air. I'm I'm really locate low key upset because I actually have a show on that same day. I was I was gonna say I really really love to come out to your thing, but um I'd love. Well, to no, Justin invited us as the as the Japan what podcasts to go, but yeah. I I couldn't when, well, go. When 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 is it? Justin, when was it again? August. Uh, like what time? August twenty eighth. What time? 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. See, I'm working. I might, be able, I might be able to pop up and see you, brother. Yeah, come on out, My man. show doesn't I start until 8, that. so I might be able to pop up and see you. Where is it going to be at? Daikan Yama, Mame Romantic. I'll send you the details. And Please, I'll message you can find me on do. Instagram. Uh, it's 12360. Uh, that's 120. You spell out the 12360, and I will show up on behalf of the Japan What uh, Podcast, and would love to definitely chop it up with you, have a drink, and uh, yeah, let's get weird, man. All right, Justin, oh, yeah. we're, we're going to let you get back to your party. We're going to play the Shaman's <laughs> clip that children. you sent us, The not the clip, but the song, Fully Mastered It and everything, which is awesome. Uh, lead us into Shaman's, and what is the song? Get us ready. All right. Um, so I sent you two. Which one did you select? Oh, it's the uh, Inochi no Tabi. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Um, yeah, this is um, one of my favorite bands. Like, they played with us recently. I've seen them a few years ago, and uh, I'd really like to support them. They're, they actually have, we're on a label, but they're venturing out on their own, and they've been doing pretty good. So, I don't know how to explain it. Like, they don't steal Latin music, but there's definitely a Latin vibe to the, the music that they do, and it's very upbeat and refreshing. Some of the other stuff is really dancing, danceable, and... I think a bit of it is quite central. I think it's really good for a mixed crowd. Uh, I mean, you're about to play it, so I encourage everyone to give it a listen and check them out. All right, Justin. We're going to let you go. We're going to play Shamans, and uh, we'll be back briefly. Justin from More Than Music, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's good to hear your voice. It's been a crazy year and a half. It's only going to get crazier, and uh, I'm glad that you're sticking to your guns, my friend. Yeah, man. Well, uh, thank you for having me. It means a lot to be able to talk about what I do. And uh, wish you all the best with the rest of the podcast, man. Cheers, Have a good night. This is Shaman, Shaman, Shaman.
so groovy. It's so groovy, man. Sorry to come in like that, everybody. Hot on the mic. I might just redo that. You should have pulled out. And that was Inochino Debbie by Shamans. That was groovy, man. Listen, I'm telling you, I've I've been listening to Shamans for a few years now off yeah, and on. Yeah. It's one of those things where you first hear it and you go, I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah. I heard that and I was like, oh, okay, okay. A minute okay. in, you're like, wait. And then two minutes and you're like, Oh, dude, two then, minutes in, I was like, why are my arms burning? And then dude, three like, minutes in, you're like, I understand why this song is five yeah, minutes yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is one of those five-minute songs that you don't like. It's five minutes, but you don't realize it's five minutes until you, you, you get to the end of it. And you go, wow, that was five minutes? Yeah, it's supreme musicianship without, yeah. without it being too wild and crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, 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 it's what you know, but with a little bit of, you know, that's, it's, it's Shaman's, yeah, man. It's Shaman's. They're great. Wow, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah. I have uh, two more topics that I absolutely would love to cover. We don't have enough time. Do we we have... actually have to do. What are, you, what are you thinking? We can do one very quickly, and we have to do Stupid Gaijin of the Week. Do, can you give me 60 seconds? Yeah. Okay, first and foremost, I wanted to apologize for a statement that I made on the show last week. I said that. I do not think that... This is a make-do. This is a make-do, yeah. I wanted to... Uh, I made a statement that transsexuals should not be, like... I don't think that they should compete in the same category. And I'm a person who, you know, if I'm, if I feel like, Oh shit, I was wrong about this, then I should, okay, I should rethink yeah, yeah, this. Absolutely. Right. So I rethought it. I talked about it with my wife and I think that's not the right way to say what I was trying to say. Yeah, what I was trying to say, to say is it. that the Olympics shouldn't be gendered because all of the Olympians are superhuman. Anyways, no one's going to beat Serena Williams moving on. There is also a website that is doing free COVID shots uh, if you guys are interested, I will put the information up on the Japan What podcast. We'll have the link available yeah, for we'll, you guys. Yeah, it'll be there. It'll be there. Uh, they speak I'll English. I'll put it in, the, in the, all in the notes and everything. They like speak that. Chinese, Japanese, English. All you need to do is print out the uh, the, the uh, questionnaire. You make a re- reservation online. It's at uh, Koishikawa, uh, Koishi, Koishikawa International Clinic. You can get your first and second shots there. There is no catch. And it is a... Uh, it's the Mo- uh, Moderna vaccine. So if you guys are interested Moderna. in more Moderna, Moderna. So it's available. They have twenty five hundred shots available, and you can get the first shot as er- as as early as the eighteenth of. Uh, let's see. This was released on July the sixteenth. So the shots are already going. It's the twenty fifth. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I I'm, earlier I might have seemed like seemed or sam seemed. I guess I was anti vax. I'm not. If you want the vaccination, you should definitely get it. Some people have nurses have been uh, giving people um, saline solutions instead yeah. of vaccinations. I think yeah. that's a crime against humanity. Get your vaccines. Do whatever you want. It's all good. My whole thing about this has been the technological side and the potential. Dude, for don't abuse. apologize. You're applying common sense to a crazy ass situation. You're a person. Stupid goddamn of the week. Stupid goddamn S G O T W. All right, we got two pretty dumb ones today. <laughs> this one, okay, Dominican accused of murder and death of Vietnamese acquaintance in Osaka Canal. We got to get through these quick. We need Osaka to know. Prefectural Police have arrested what we just said on Thursday. They accused Brian Alberto Cabrera Cruz, 26, of murder. murder. Apparently they've been drinking. 
this um, Central American, no, this uh, Caribbean guy, Dominican, and this Vietnamese guy were drinking. Apparently, the Dominican guy stomped this Vietnamese guy's head and threw him into the canal and he drowned. That is a stupid kaijin of the week. My God. I, apparently, maybe you're arguing. I don't know. But it's eek, it's nasty. This, <laughs> this one's better. God damn it. Nigerian suspected of smuggling 15,000 tabs of ecstasy from Germany. Tabs. Yeah. Anyways. What is a tab of ecstasy? I, I, I have heard. <laughs> I have heard that they're not good. I'll tell you that much. 15,000 tablets. Oh, I guess tablets is not tabs. Tablets of MDMA were concealed inside three cardboard boxes that arrived in Japan from Germany. Dude, what if like the same old lady that found the MDMA inside of the Uh, shrimp also like found the tabs in the box? And then she was like, oh, here's the shipment that I got. And then she took the she ate the pills thinking they were her headache medication. And some Japanese lady is like tripping balls in an apartment right now, dude. (laughs) It only has a street value of $750,000. That's it. Thankfully, I don't know that much about it. The seizure of the tablets is the third most on record wow. for Yokohama Customs. Wow, that's crazy. So, why would you do that? In cardboard, they're not even using they're not even It's It's almost like all the Vietnamese people are being murdered by the Dominicans, so right. they're not trying to smuggle them in shrimp anymore. Dude, it's almost more ethical. I don't I don't endorse drugs. I don't endorse the use of drugs, but from a purely logical standpoint, it's almost like more ethical to just like learn how to be a scientist. <laughs> oh just, yeah. Like just go to college and be a chemist. College fees and everything included. Like it's just it's almost smarter to do that. Like seriously. For $750,000. That's insane. Anyways. And also incredibly stupid and gaijinish and in the week where can people find you mike before we we when mr 120 before we tally off sign Ooh, off yeah, for man. the week for the month yes, who man. knows when this is going on here yes uh you can find me on spotify under 120 that is o-n-e-t-w-e-n-t-y i have a new song out called millionaire which is available now on all platforms we didn't play it let's play it now let's play that shit dog They say they want that all 
nobody wanna do the work Everybody wanna be a millionaire Nobody wanna do it Yeah Everybody wanna be a millionaire Nobody wanna do the work What? Everybody wanna be a millionaire Yeah Nobody wanna do it Y'all some bullshitters You can always find MatthewPMBigelow.com. <laughs> That's where you get the podcast. Like and share. I don't know where else you get this content, but you get it here. Content. You get it now. You get it forever.